The Super Mario Brothers movie is here, and I was so excited, I ran outside and ate a flower, a feather, and a mushroom that I found. I don't feel so good. This video is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Go to mintmobile.com slash Merle to get premium wireless starting from 15 bucks a month and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle and this is my review of the Super Mario Brothers movie which is getting a jump on the weekend and opening today in theaters all around the world. The movie comes from directors Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic, directors of Teen Titans Go! and Teen Titans Go! to the movie with the script from Matthew Fogel who wrote last year's Minions, The Rise of Gru. Oh, man. Chris Pratt voices everyone's favorite Brooklyn plumber, Mario, who sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom along with his brother Luigi, voiced by Charlie Day. There, he teams up with Princess Peach, voiced by Anya Taylor-Joy, Toad, voiced by Keegan-Michael Key, and Donkey Kong, voiced by Seth Rogen, to thwart Bowser, voiced by Jack Black, and his evil plan to conquer the Mushroom Kingdom. In another age, as much as I can recollect at least, usually you, the viewer, have a much better hold on what I've said online versus what I haven't. I believe that I made a pitch on the old movie fight show on Screen Junkies for an animated Super Mario Brothers universe as a great idea moving forward. The Nintendo world of intellectual properties is one of the last that hasn't been completely strip-mined for movies, etc., although this appears to be the beginning of that process, and it makes sense if you're going to kick things off that you go with Super Mario Brothers, which has been the mascot for Nintendo for decades. I was troubled when I heard that Illumination was the studio that was going to be making the Super Mario Brothers movie, because in prepping for this review, I was going back and looking at Illumination's filmography. Of the ones that I've seen, I don't think that they have made a single movie that I really, really liked or loved. My thoughts on Illumination films range from a general okayness to a deep loathing, like into the marrow of my bones. And so, of course, I walked into the Super Mario Brothers movie with a little bit of trepidation, and I will say that while this hasn't changed my overall attitude about Illumination, it certainly wasn't the worst-case scenario I fear that the movie could have been. This is unquestionably a kid's movie, but in the age of the Lego movie and Into the Spider-Verse and Pixar, there are now even stratifications of what kids' movies are. This is not an Into the Spider-Verse-type animated film that's going to win an Academy Award. This is not an inside-out-type Pixar-esque movie that's going to teach you some deep lesson about humanity. And unfortunately, it's not even really the Lego movie, which was unquestionably a product of corporate planning, but also was an adventure that appealed equally to all ages. Illumination plays within their usual boundaries here, delivering a movie that's safe for anyone under 12, but fortunately this one is also tolerable for anyone over 12 as well. I don't read critics' reviews before I go see a movie, and now that I'm not in LA anymore, I generally go and see movies the day that they open, as I did with Super Mario Brothers movie. I went to the first screening of the day. I just don't want to know what other critics think because I want to go in with as few preconceptions as possible. However, just in the ether since the embargo dropped, a few of them floated across my field of vision, and there was one in particular I saw that said that this was worse than the 1993 live-action Super Mario Brothers movie, and I have to say, 
film is subjective, but if you're going to say something like that, in my mind, you're either looking for clicks, which congratulations, mission accomplished, or you haven't seen the original 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie in a very long time, because that movie is atrocious, and this one is so much better. It's Lawrence of Arabia compared to that piece of garbage. First of all, what we do get with this film is some really great animation. The style is not only in line with the classic Nintendo look, there's no Sonic-style remixes here, but it's also inventively designed. Some action sequences mimic the side-scrolling 8-bit origins of Super Mario Brothers, others the top-to-bottom action of Donkey Kong, and others the madcap frenzy of Mario Kart. All of these sequences in the movie overall are executed with some great style and yes, a lot of fun in line with the brand that Nintendo has had in place for decades now. I also found the voice cast generally strong. Chris Pratt was an odd choice for Mario, but he works in the role. It was smart, I think, to nod to the character's Jared Leto Italian accent, but not ask an actor to do that for the entire movie, and he felt like Mario to me. Charlie Day is one of those choices that makes perfect sense when you see it because his manic energy and cowardice matches Luigi to a T. Jack Black is obviously having fun as Bowser and even gets to show off some of his musical skills. Keegan-Michael Key's Toad is a great side character but gets lost a little bit in the shuffle. Really, the only two main roles in the movie that didn't quite rise to the level of the others were Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, who's fine but doesn't really give the character the same personality as the other roles, which is surprising given the size of Seth Rogen's personality off-screen, and Anya Taylor-Joy's Princess Peach. The movie gives the character an active and important role, but the vocal performance, I think, was a little bland, maybe because a lot of Peach's dialogue doesn't extend past the we're saving the Mushroom Kingdom type in complexity. Although I will say that anybody who complains about Peach's ability to do action in this movie, and I can only imagine there are plenty of them, clearly doesn't remember or never played Super Mario Bros. 2, where me and most of my other friends played as Princess Peach for about 80% of the time because of her long jumping ability. The action was one thing that we always knew Princess Peach was good at. People tend to look at critics as one amorphous blob, and I think it's because of Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone looks at Rotten Tomatoes and they think that critics are just that, and they draw the circle around the number, but that's actually not true. Critics are very different, and we all look at movies in different ways and bring our own perspectives to them. When I'm talking about a movie, I think about not just how I feel about it personally, but what that movie's intentions were. What is its aim? What is its goal? Would it have been nice for me to have a Mario Brothers movie that was a little less lights and colors and maybe a little bit smarter? Sure, but I'm not gonna write the movie off entirely because it wasn't precisely what I would have wanted my Mario movie to be in a perfect world. There are all kinds of shades in between. First of all, kids are gonna go nuts for this movie because it is aimed directly at them. But at the same time, I liked this movie way more than Minions. The Minions movies are also aimed directly at kids, but they do what this movie didn't do. The Minions movies, in my mind, play to the lowest common denominator for a five-year-old and then slash that in half so that it can be even dumber. Super Mario Brothers doesn't do that. Super Mario Brothers is simple, sure, but it's also generally entertaining and doesn't seem to hate its target audience or feel like a psyop to make an entire generation of the world's children stupid. Now, that's not to say that there weren't some things that annoyed me. I mean, it certainly would be nice if Illumination put just a little more effort into their scripts. You can write for kids without having to write for kids. 
if you get my meaning. And it also does that illumination thing where every 10 or 15 minutes, it just does a needle drop of an 80s song that none of the kids they're marketing the movie to were alive for when it was actually a hit. I guess it's to try to win over the parents. And really specifically, the song Holding Out for a Hero should have been retired when Shrek used it. You can't get any better than that. And yet it has been used in so many different movies and in such an on the nose way. We're showing you our hero and we're playing the song Holding Out for a Hero to show you that he's a hero. It's a enough with that song. DreamWorks used it at its peak effectiveness, let it go. I didn't love the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I generally found it to be visually engaging, it looked great, and it was pleasant, if unambitious, in its storytelling. As a kid who grew up playing Nintendo and a lot of various iterations of Mario, there are also a lot of nods to the different games over the years, and that's another thing that's kind of criminalized by a lot of fans and critics, is a movie about a thing putting references to that thing in the movie. Were you not supposed to reference the Mario games at all in this movie? Does it make it cheap because you're actually putting on screen the things from the source material of the world should batman movies not have gotham city is putting the batmobile in a movie a cheap easter egg now it wasn't all about the references in this film the execution of the movie feels true to the origins of mario it feels authentic the characters done in the spirit of the video game legacy that nintendo has built over the years it appears that the super mario brothers movie is headed towards becoming a massive hit and if it does I'm actually not down on the idea of an extended Nintendo universe and more movies featuring Mario and other Nintendo characters. And should that come to pass, my hope is that they continue to build out the universe smartly, put a little more effort into the screenwriting, and maybe smarten the movies up just a little bit so I don't walk out of everyone saying like, oh, well, that looked nice and was pleasant. But generally, I'm not all doom and gloom for this movie. I had great hopes and ambitions for a Nintendo animated franchise all those years ago, and I still do. The design is there, the tone is there, and with just a little bit more work on the story level, I think we could be looking at some really entertaining movies for all ages in the future. So that's a general recommendation for the Super Mario Brothers movie. If you are a child, I think you're going to love it. If you're taking the kids, I think you're going to enjoy it, especially if you're familiar with Nintendo and all of the references that are in the movies. The only reason I could see you walking out of this movie and absolutely hating it is if you just hate kids' movies, if you have no base knowledge in Nintendo and don't recognize anything, and if you just hate the general tone of the thing. Some people don't like movies like this. Don't go see it. So those are my thoughts on the Super Mario Brothers movie. What do you think? Are you going to be heading out to see it this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, Mint Mobile. One frustration nearly every mobile customer shares is trying to decipher what exactly you're paying for. I mean, have you seen a wireless contract lately? It is a labyrinth of hidden fees and upcharges. But the answer to these problems is here, and it's called Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. No binding contracts or ridiculous promotions. No charges that you won't find out about until you get your bill. Mint Mobile is so simple, there's no need to try to crack an impossible code just to get what you paid for because every plan at Mint Mobile is straightforward, easy to understand, and delivers exactly what you pay for. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and at Mint, families start at just two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all of your existing contacts. 
Get premium wireless from just 15 bucks a month with no unexpected surprises at mintmobile.com slash Merle. That's mintmobile.com slash Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L. Seriously, you're going to make your wallet very happy at mintmobile.com slash Merle. Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring this review, and thank you for watching. Stay tuned right here on the channel. Later tonight or probably tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a review of Air. Also, stay tuned right here on the channel for the latest box office news, reviews, and more. And please check out the description below for links to Arkansas Tornado Relief. We had a very bad tornado that hit right here in central Arkansas. Some neighborhoods around here that are very close to my heart that are in very bad condition right now. So there's some links down there below for how you can donate and help. Stay tuned here on the channel. I'm looking at ways to do a fundraiser in the near future. But until then, please check out those links. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.